parents, welcome to another episode of The Journey, a podcast intended to educate, equip, and entertain you as we talk about important issues facing our families. PCA is a Christ-centered, biblically-based, and family-focused community of committed believers doing life together. We hope the information you hear on this podcast informs and inspires you to be a better parent. Welcome to The Journey. All right, parents, welcome back to The Journey. This is Dan Panetti. I've got Dr. Jeremiah Johnston. Uh, Jeremiah, it's so good to have you, um, not only as a resource for our school, um, but for our parents. I, I want our parents to know this, right, is you're not just a resource for our students and so many of the things that you've brought to our school, um, and, and, I, and I love, and we're going to get into some of those things as well, um, but you're a resource for our parents. And so um, just to have you here, <laughs> uh, to be able to ask you questions, to be able to um, get your wisdom and uh, discernment and understanding uh, on so many different issues, because when we talk about worldview... We're talking about every issue under the sun. So thanks for taking some time today and talking to our parents on the podcast. Well, I want to say this first, and God has used you so tremendously in my life. Thank you. You know, we've known each other for, I mean, it's hard to believe it's coming up on 10 years. And you have been a guy that if we could just clone you and put you in every Christian academy in America, we would have a lot more hope because you not only innovated worldview here at PCA, you're an awesome dad, you're an awesome husband. Truth be told for our parents, I mean, this is the cool thing about this podcast. I can give some of the delicious behind the scenes yeah. <laughs> details. As we were praying through our call to come to Prestonwood Baptist and Prestonwood Christian Academy, Audrey and I would sit and listen to your PCA podcast. Mm. And we learned so much about the culture, the mission, um, the activities of PCA. It was fun. And that was one of the confirmations. In fact, even the one you did on the Ziegler event, like we literally said, oh, we have to sponsor a table now. And because I didn't know anything about the Ziegler event and the sponsorships until you did a show on it. And so I just want to thank you for your leadership. I want to thank you for your example as a dad. I want to thank you for all the things that you do to influence our staff and faculty. I learned from you. It's a delight to be talking with you. I'm really excited about this, this, our conversations today. So it's just really cool to be part of what you're doing here. Well, I'm excited to have you here. Uh, This was the first year in the 19 years that I've been here that I actually got to, and I'll say this in the right way, I got to rest and enjoy our biblical worldview <laughs> you conference. You deserve that. <laughs> so, and, and you know, when you're putting yeah. on a conference. I got all the hate emails. Right. You know, <laughs> I'm kidding. So there not somewhere else this year. But it, it, was, it was nice. Thank you for elevating it. Um, oh, the, praise God. Adding, and, and we've talked about this, but adding the Sunday evening component yeah, to that, that was, was a lot of fun. was genius. Right, so many people that wanted to be a part of the conference and all the great people that we bring in for the speakers, for the students, um, and I'm glad you know that it really is. It's a it's a student focused conference. So many other schools come. Right, yeah. over 50 different schools yeah, are coming amazing. to this conference, which is a, a, a you know great. But so many different adults wanted to participate as well. And when we mm-hmm. host it during the day, so that the schools can come and the kids are already here. Right, it was kind of like they, they always missed out. But right. when we added that Sunday evening component to it, and people got to come, three over three thousand people yeah. showed up that Sunday evening to I was, hear. I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. I was worried. It was it was awesome. <laughs> so it was, was awesome. Well, so thank you. We for appreciate that. that. Um, a couple of things that we want to talk about. One yeah. of the biggest things is just um, the nation of Israel and what's going on with the Palestinian-Israeli conflict right now. And and I think from yeah. a from a parent perspective, here's the thing, right? And and we're going to have to, you know. We're, we're not going to lose our parents because we're not going to bore them. This is going to no. be super interesting, right? But we do need to kind of be able to 
step back a little bit into history mm-hmm. um, because the, the the conflict that's happening right now um, isn't just something that originated five years ago or 10 years ago or 50 years ago, right? This is an ongoing conflict that has been around for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we look at something that's going on today, I think being able to have that historical perspective is going to be super helpful, right? And that's really an area of expertise that you have, mm-hmm. right? You've got that biblical um, worldview, right, mm-hmm. narrative that you can help shape this for our parents so that they can understand, one, what's going on, and two, how do we talk to our kids about this, right? Because right? as we watch the college campuses today, so many people are revolting against Israel, taking a pro-Palestinian um, framework, right, to, to the point where there's a lot of things that are being thrown around out there that I don't think people actually understand what's being said no. and, the, and the side that they're supporting, um, so let's just start with this. Here, first question, right? When we talk about the nation of Israel, what's the first thing that you think our parents need to know and really understand? Because I think a lot of Christian parents look at Israel as, well, that's the Old Testament, right? And the church is the New Testament, mm-hmm. right? What would you say to that parent from that perspective? Well, the fir- first great question to start off, and I do hope we get to what's at stake mm-hmm. because it is eye-opening what is happening on college campuses and for every mom and dad and keep in mind i like you have a bunch of pca kids i know you've already had some graduate i have five children enrolled here but we're already having the college discussions the university discussions so the things that you and i are are discussing here are not just academic or cerebral they come out of the cut and thrust of what's happening this is where the rubber meets the road oh it is and And i am very concerned about what i'm seeing i'll say this When, when you and i were younger the whole idea of, um, you know, the, the concept of, well, I want to send my kid to an Ivy League school yeah. to get the best education. Can I tell you that that is not the best education? No. Right? It, it may be something prestigious, right? It may be something you want to stick on a wall, um, but it has far gone past the whole idea of that's the best education. That's an indoctrination that is anti-biblical. Anti-biblically, anti-equality, yeah. and here's what we're facing. You know, and today the issue is Israel. It might be marriage tomorrow. It yeah. might be a Supreme Court thing next. Everything is equal except the Christian. Very true. Everything is equal except the Judeo-Christian worldview. Yeah. Everything is equal except the Bible. Yep. And so the latest It's iteration, the only thing you can mock. It, it is. Right? If you're a Christian and you believe in the Bible, I can mock you. I can um, berate you. I can belittle you. But if you're That's any okay. other religion or oh. anything else, right, it, it's always, it's, right now it's hands off. That's so right. Super, super important. So we know that if we're going to send a Christian student and, and Christian students who want to walk onto an Ivy League campus, right, we're praying for you and yes. you can be a light in a dark place. Absolutely. That's, which is awesome because that's what we're going to do. We're going to equip you for that. But if, if that's the height of what you think, were you going to go get an education? And the answer is it, it's really not. So parents need to understand that. It's really important. And the inter- Exactly. And the interesting thing about this Israel-Palestine conflict is it is actually showing the worldview that you and I, Dan, know has always right. been right. at these university campuses. It's being exposed. It's being exposed to such an extent that the most significant financial stakeholders of some of these Ivy League universities are pulling out because they're Jews. So what comes to my mind, to answer your question, when I think about the state of Israel, I think about the Jewish people. Mm. This is a race that goes back to the Abrahamic 
covenant, yep. covenant of Genesis chapter 12, where the Jewish people are promised that they are the chosen people, not because of anything great with them, not because they're anything special in particular, just because God chose them. Yeah. He providentially he chose, me. chose them. <laughs> so we see they're the chosen people. The yep. other thing that comes to mind is the promise of Zechariah, that it's also a chosen land. Mm-hmm. This is not a matter just of of faith. This is a matter of history as well. For over 3,000 years, there has been a contiguous population of Jewish people in a place called Israel, in the land of Israel. This, this is, you don't have to have any faith to agree with Dan and me on that issue. I mean, that's just a matter yeah. of history. And yet we have, we have news organizations like the New York Times that publish op-eds from certain Muslims who claim that there never was a Jewish temple, Dan. I mean, can you imagine that? Talk about fake news. That's just fake history. So there never was a Jewish temple, and that gets ran in the New York Times. So again, this is a clash of worldview to such an extent that I often say that every time history repeats itself, we pay a higher price. Mm. We are paying a higher price. And when I think about my children who are educated in two-minute increments on their mobile phones or their gaming devices, these are substantive conversations that I can sit down with my kids and say, first off, since 3,000, for 3,000 years, the Jewish people have lived in a homeland. Or let me put it this way. Like if I was having a conversation with Lily, Justin, Abel, Ryder, and Jackson, let us suppose for a minute that the illegals who are pouring through our borders right now decide to claim Texas as their homeland. We say, no, Texas isn't your homeland. Texas is part of the United States. So they go to Louisiana, they go to Arkansas, border states like Oklahoma, New Mexico, and then they start doing incursions against Texas. Are we going to stand for that? Are we going to allow that? No. And that's exactly what we see that Hamas is doing. And when we have these conversations... The number one place to start, and it's really a non-starter, because right here in Dallas, as I said recently on an interview with Rabbi Jason Sobel, they are chanting, they being the Palestinian movement. And I mean, they've been, you've seen this, anyone who's watched the news at all, but right here in Dallas, from the river to the sea, Mm -hmm. Palestine will be free. What they're saying is, I am endorsing genocide right now. Right. So this is what is at stake here. I want to make this clear. We're not talking about a two-state solution. They're talking about a final solution. Now, from the river to the sea, they mean from the Jordan River. From the to Jordan the, River to the Mediterranean west Sea. To the Mediterranean that, Sea. That there would not be any Israel at all. No and, Israel, and so, no Jews. And, and so what we have currently, right, is we have the nation of Israel that has allowed Palestinians to live in specific areas. Correct. Um, it's and, a partition, and, right. it's the West Bank, and it's the Gaza Strip. Yeah. And, the, and the Palestinians are saying, no, we don't want that, right? We don't, we, we don't want a two-state solution where there's a Palestinian government, there's an Israeli government. We don't want an Israeli government where we're supported and we're protected by the Israelis yeah. and allowed to live in that land. We don't want any Jews at all. And that's what that chant means. And that is the chant that is being echoed on college campuses. It's yeah. being echoed in the streets in London. And we have to understand that ideas, I I didn't originate this, ideas have power, bad ideas have victims. And the victims are the Jewish people. Dan, I did an interesting study 
where I read, and this is honestly for parents, because I want to talk about the level at which we can all be deceived. Deception Mm -hmm. is so powerful. I found myself asking, who were the SS officers who actually exterminated the Jews? Like, were these the dumb bums of Mm -hmm. Germany? No, to join the SS of Nazi Germany, they went to all the Ivy League schools of their day. They recruited all of the successful young men to join the SS who carried out mass murder. And there's a 1967 PhD thesis called a sociography, or excuse me, a sociology of the SS officers. And I wanted to read what was the makeup of the men who were in the ranks of the SS? Like, what vocations did they come from? Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Were these dummies? Were these bums? No, they were attorneys, bankers, and clergy. Those were the top three vocations of the SS officers who killed six million Jews. So think about at the level at which we can all be deceived through these chants when we don't know history. And so as a mom or a dad, I need to take some time to actually learn. When you go to 1967, the Khartoum Agreement of the Arab Nations that said there will be no peace, no recognition, and there will be no, no peace, no recognition, no negotiation. Those were the three. No peace, no recognition, no negotiation. The U.N., Um, all the way back to 1948, proposed a two-state solution. Israel has been more than willing to provide a two-state position and yet solution, and yet always the Palestinians walk away from the table. Again, this isn't a matter of, of faith. This is just a matter of fact, because their worldview is kill the Jews. The Jews have no right to exist. And so as Christians, we have to teach our kids, the power of Galatians 3.28. There's neither Jew nor Gentile, slave nor free, male nor female. We're all one in Christ Jesus. And so we come to the aid of any group that is experiencing genocide. I did this. um, I was a part of writing a book called Jesus and the Jihadis back when ISIS was the thing. They were exterminating a people group by the name of the Yazidis that they viewed as subhuman. And so when ISIS raped, killed, tortured women, you have to understand in their worldview, these people aren't even human. They're animals. So what do you mean? We're not, we're not doing anything wrong. They're, they're infidels. They're non-Muslims. And so same thing. So is that answering your question? That's, that's what comes to mind when I think think, about the state of Israel. Because, because one of the biggest things that's happening on the college campus right now is that whole uh, worldview, right, of the the critical theory, right, that mm-hmm. deals with oppressed and oppressors. Yes, and and they're, they're and ta- occupiers. Yes, well, and they're they're taking the <laughs> nation of Israel, right, as the oppressor, as the yes. occupier. And I'm looking at from a historical perspective. Again, it goes back to your comment, right? Uh, so many people lack an understanding of history, and so they're looking at this particular moment and they're saying, right. oh, the Palestinian people are the oppressed, the Jews are the oppressor." And I'm thinking. Oh my goodness, how did the Jews become the oppressor? Yeah. They are the most oppressed That's right. people group, right, in, in the history of all people groups across the nation. Right? And across here's the, the fact, and you know this. If today Israel said, we will lay down our weapons. You'd have peace in the Middle East. You would have peace immediately, or you would have utter genocide. Yeah. Because... The Palestinians. Well, if Israel will, laid down their weapons, right? Yes. Yeah, it would be all over. 
they, yeah. they'd be exterminated. They tomorrow. would be exterminated. Right. If the Palestinians laid down their weapons, they would be left have, alone. The, the jets yeah. no longer bomb. That, so, I mean, again, this is a clash of world views. Yes. I have my Quran that I read so you don't have to. <laughs> and there are, new, there are over 480 passages that call for jihad in the Quran. Mm-hmm. So, again, I'm not saying every Muslim is a jihadist, but I'm saying they have a, every religion has um, a text basis to it. Yeah. And these individuals are convinced that if Muhammad were alive today, he wouldn't just join Hamas, he would lead it. Right. That's their worldview. Yeah. And so we have to have that, these kind of conversations. That's the, that's the point is we're talking about worldviews. Totally. Right. We're not just talking about political entities, no. political bodies, um, you know, leaders who are here now. We're talking about a belief system that undergirds it all. Right. So you may not be, a, um, you know, what do I think about Hamas or what do I think about Netanyahu or what do I think about Israel? It's like, okay, step back from that and look at the belief system that undergirds those things. Right. Um, the, the concept from Israel, right, using force, right? Are they using force to advance? Are they using force to exterminate people? Or are they using force to protect? Right. And And, uh, and here's a great point. There's always casualties of war. Absolutely. I mean, 70,000 Britons died during the Nazi Blitz of Germany. Again, I, we have to know something about history. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to the people of Dresden and ask if there were some civilian casualties. But the difference is Israel is not targeting civilians, right. whereas Hamas and their ideology preyed on the weak the oppressed, babies, elderlies, a kibbutz. Right. They were not attacking. Well, because it doesn't matter. They're all exactly. Jews. Exactly. Exactly. So, Kill so, them all. Right. So a Jewish armed right person versus a Jewish, you know, grandmother. Right. Right. It doesn't matter. They're all Jewish. They're all subhuman. Right. So from a Hamas worldview, right, they're they all have to no be right to exist. Exactly. So so when we try to take an American centric, right, biblical worldview that has, you know, infiltrated our, our particular culture. And I think a lot of people don't understand that, right? Is our value for human life um, isn't just because we're America, it's because it has a biblical worldview exactly that undergirds right. it. So when we think about things like, well, why would you ever bomb a hospital? It's like, well, okay, we value people. We would never do that. And if it happened, right, that would be something that would be an aberration and say, no, that shouldn't be done. Right. But if we didn't believe they were people, if we had a different worldview, now it's a totally different conversation. Yeah, they're just, you know, mosquitoes or bugs. Exactly. Who cares? Right. So, and, and if the goal is to exterminate all of them, mm-hmm. right, then it doesn't really matter which ones are combatants, which ones are non-combatants, because right. the goal is to exterminate all of them. And I think that's the thing that, you know, when you try to take your mindset and apply it to a situation where people think differently and they have a different worldview, it doesn't make sense to our parents. Right. right? And we need our parents to understand you can't take an American-centric biblically based worldview and apply it over there and say, oh, well, this is what makes sense. And, and the media isn't telling you the whole story, no. right? They're not giving you the whole story. In fact, the, the, you know, the hospital that was bombed when they came out, you know, right. after they, they immediately said that Israel was the one who right. bombed it, and that was not true. The media doesn't tell you the whole story. No. So and they'll that, never correct themselves that, either. Yes. And that's why as parents, we can't allow social media, TikTok to educate our kids. That, very true. We, period. Yes, we have to have these conversations around the dinner table with our kids to help them understand because they're hearing things. Absolutely. As, as, you know, they're hearing things in conversations with their friends. They're hearing things in conversations, listening to celebrities mm-hmm. talk about these particular things. Our, our kids need to have, right, a biblical understanding and a historical understanding of the world around them. And we need to make sure that we're doing the hard work to understand these things. You've got some resources that you've produced, and we'll put some links in the show notes yes. as well. So yeah, it's, it's all for moms and dads. Things. 
I, I'm really passionate about this issue because having been to the land of Israel, I have seen the fact that, hey, there are phenomenal Arabs that live in the state of Israel. There are Arab Christians. Mm-hmm. There are Palestinian Christians. Keep in mind that for more than 1,200 years, Israel was the home of the Jews. Remember, uh, Islam doesn't come around until the 7th century A.D. When did Solomon establish his kingdom? About 1,000 B.C. I mean, think about that, a good 1,600 years earlier. So again, not a matter of faith. This is a matter of history and faith coming together. also, Paul made it very clear that the church does not replace Israel. This is Romans chapter 9 and 11, and to that end, we've actually created a, a home life document. It's on the website at Prestonwood, and we'll put it in the show notes, mm-hmm. and I appreciate you doing that. And it's simply a worldview, little four-page guide, and Dan, we actually ran out of these. Um, we've had to reprint a few times now, where we go A, over God's love for Israel. And these are, these are 10 bullet points that you can do in five minutes with your kids. Yep. Let's, not, let's remind our kids, our Savior, who is physically alive today at the right hand of the Father, is a Jewish man. Now, he's the God-man. He is Jewish. <laughs> Your Savior, my Savior, is Jewish. Our Bible is a Jewish book, save maybe one author, Luke. And so we have this guide available where we walk you through that, but then we also walk you through, literally by the hand, some of the distinct differences between Christianity and Islam. And this is important because... You know, we'll have our kids who will come home. Even I mean, if you don't mind me saying, I was actually just on a on a shoot. I don't want to say which Christian publisher it was, and I got done with some message I was giving, and he's like, "Well, you know, isn't it great to be here in the Holy Land? Because you know, we all worship the same God." I was like, "Bro, did you hear anything I just said?" And and yet, this is what we'll hear on the university campus. Right. And and again, this is where I can look at my kids and say, "Wait a minute! Not all religions even claim to be the same. Religions have different claims, and by the way, different aims. Yep. No pun intended." So very important that we understand these. And so we want to support you. That's why I love this podcast. It, that's free. It's a PDF. We also have it printed. You can use this. I mean, people are using it widely. We also have another resource. Pastor Graham and I recently did an interview with Rabbi Jason Sobel, a Messianic rabbi. Yes, really well done. And that where we just we go over some of the issues. Um, and it was really helpful, I think, for people to understand, again, what's at stake yeah. when we talk about these issues. Wow, parents, that was an incredible conversation with Dr. Jeremiah Johnston and some really, really important information that we went over about the importance of Israel, about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. And I know that you're going to want more information on that. So we've got some uh, great resources in the show notes that you're going to want to access so that you can have these conversations uh, with your children, uh, with friends and family over the holidays. Uh, Such an important conversation uh, with Dr. Johnston. I just want to let you know that there's more to come about some other worldview issues after the Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, There's going to be a special program about how to um, create an attitude of gratitude with your kids next week over Thanksgiving. But then join us in two weeks as we continue this really, really important conversation with Dr. Jeremiah Johnston. Thank you for investing the time to listen to this episode of The Journey. Please take a minute to share with friends and family who will also benefit from this valuable resource. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast app. 
It is truly our blessing and honor to walk with you on the journey.